Hello and welcome to the Stealthy Auto Show. I'm Sean Smith. He's Sam Green. Hello. Yes, I am. And uh, we've got today. We've got a hot take. You know, the news is, isn't four weeks out of date like it normally is. We've uh, we've actually bothered to just do one straight away. Sam, what's the what's the story? Right, so when we uh, woke up this morning, because F1 is currently on Japanese time zones, everything is happening in the middle of the night. Um, so I woke up this morning and. Um, Pierre Gasly had signed for Alpine. Yes, he has, which is which is the uh, worst kept secret in the paddock. But uh, yes, it's finally but happened. Now which which means also that there's a season yes. of Tauri. There is, which has been taken, which is a surprise, a genuine surprise, by Nick De Vries. Yes, the uh, superstar super sub um, of the Italian Grand Prix, who drove the Williams car to a P9, which is like. I think their equal best result of the season um, yeah. is uh, and also a many, many year long Mercedes junior and reserve is going to the Red Bull program, <laughs> yeah. which, yeah, um, which I think, yeah, my first response this morning was how have Mercedes let this happen? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem logical, does it? No. Um, none of us saw that coming. Really did not see that coming. No. But, um, I did think after Monza, I did think he will be in Formula One next year. But I assumed it would be at Williams. Yeah, both of us just said for this mm. podcast, we'd have put money on it being Williams. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so for him to go to AlphaTauri is a very weird thing. Yes. So today we're going to be having a look at the the story behind that and the rest of the grid. Shall we start with uh, Peter Gasly? Yes, so Pierre Gasly, um, in what has been rumoured for a long time now, is now officially moving to Alpine, so leaving the Red Bull programme for the first time in his career. Yep. Um, I think it's which it's been on the cards for literally months. Yes, yeah, and I think... We've said this before about, um, about Gasly, haven't we? He gets kind of almost out of his depth at a big team, but I think Alpine might be the happy medium. Uh, yes, we've discussed, obviously, before when he got dropped from Red Bull. Um, you know, maybe he was too young. Maybe it was just the wrong environment. Maybe, maybe you know, Helmut Marcus just a wanker. You know, many of them, many of these things could be true. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, Yes, he's now going to Alpine. He's how old is he now? He must be twenty. He's about my age, I think. So he's about twenty-eight. Yeah, got to be roughly that. I'm not sure, hundred percent. Let's have a look. Luckily, Google will tell me. He is twenty-six. Okay. So he's my brother's age. Um, and yes, it's going to be. Uh, he's going to be that bit more mature because it was what three years ago he was at Red Bull. Yeah, and that we did think at that time that seems a bit early, hmm. and I think that was kind of or true, really, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I, I agree. Uh, with you. I think, sadly, yeah. I think he, he's had a really good couple of seasons with AlphaTauri. I think he's had a, done a solid job in a car that's up and down, and sometimes pretty good, sometimes a bit rubbish. Yeah. And he's been pretty good throughout. Um, this year's not been amazing. Yeah. But... It's also the car's not been amazing it's, it's, I was going to say, yeah, it's difficult to say how much of that is Pierre and how much of that is the car, though, because yeah. um, 
you would have thought Yuki would be doing slightly better as well this year, but he doesn't seem to be. Well, that's a different story entirely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Yuki Tsunoda and Nick DeFreeze. I wonder which one will be uh, ahead next year. Oh, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to, yeah. I mean, you would, you'd think, wouldn't you, that Yuki's going to be the lead driver, but well, I mean... That's what Sky Sports F1 said yesterday. Really? It's going to have to be, I guess, really, isn't it? Yeah, because for, for, maybe he's... for the first free practice session until he's blown out of the water. Well, we'll see. Yeah, potentially. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting. The, so Gasly going to Alpine obviously means he'll be partnering with um, Esteban Ocon. Uh, the two are famously not friends. <laughs> no, uh, no. But they are both famously French. Yes. So as And a, a French team. Well, sort so, of. A French, sort of. A French, in, a, in the team. loosest sense. Yeah. In the loosest sense of the word, a French team. Yeah. Um, oh, which I think we sort of saw this when Mercedes first came back and they wanted two German drivers. Mm-hmm. It's. I think if you prioritise that above everything else. You're kind of missing the point. But to be fair, I don't think um, Alpine are this time. I think more no, Gasly is probably the better options out there. I think he's quite a good fit. If you put aside uh, the the history he has with Esteban Ocon, um, yeah, I think he probably is quite a good fit in that car. Well, like we said, he not bottles it necessarily. That's not the right phrasing, but. He wasn't great at Red Bull in the big A team. He's been a lot better as a driver, driven a lot better in the smaller Alpha Tauri Toro Rosso team. Um, so I think Alpine being a little bit bigger than them, but not really a big team, if that makes sense, will Do probably be fine. If the Renault slash Alpine um, is a better car next year if they manage to get themselves, mm. say, to... Say, say Red Bull and Ferrari are still out ahead and they get themselves up to Mercedes level. Do you think that Gasly and Ocon um, are the right guys to try and take advantage of that situation? Ocon, I think, on his day, can be pretty good. But then does some weird stuff as well. Like um, he just disappears for a whole weekend and didn't see him. Yeah. Like Gasly, I think Gasly will be Mr. Consistent, especially if the car is pretty solid everywhere it goes. I think he'll have maybe not podiums, but like solid points each race, potentially, mm-hmm. um, which usually bodes well for a sort of championship standings. Yep. Um, it's just, yeah, him adjusting to a team that isn't Red Bull. Basically, yeah. which for better which or worse, is, yeah. Um, and Red Bull run their teams, both both of the teams, because AlphaTauri is obviously Red Bull backed and funded and what well, not funded directly, but well, by the drinks company. They're, they're, you know what they're I mean? still owned by um, Digit Matches. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think that Ocon um, could be in trouble with this. I think maybe once Pierre gets himself sorted out and fed into the team and knows his way around the car a bit, I think he could be quite good. Could be pretty solid. Do you rate Ocon? Not as highly as I used to. I used to think he was really, really good upcoming driver. Now, 
He's a solid midfielder, basically. I mean, when I He's... I first saw him when uh, him and Verstappen were both in Formula Three, um, yeah, and Ocon was amazing. You know, he was really, really good. But yeah, yeah. Since, since he's been in F1, he's been very underwhelming, I think. I think, yeah. And I think it's always a nearly, isn't it, with him? I think he's... In the first few seasons, you go, yeah, there's good aspects of his driving there. And then other times, like you say, he just isn't, isn't on pace for the entire weekend. I think he's sort of between... Um, and you don't Nick, really hear anything from him. He's between sort of Nico Hulkenberg and Adrian Sutil. He's sort of good, but not really anything spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a driver that might, later in his career perhaps, try a different series and really come alive again. Yeah, um, possible. Possibly like World Endurance or something like that, or even IndyCar. You might go over there and go, actually, yeah, this car makes sense to me, and it just clicks and he's fast. Um, like Marcus Ericsson. Exactly, yeah. A, another driver who in Formula 1 never really did anything or much about anything, really. Um, apart from not crashing to Grosjean, um, but uh, yeah, went to IndyCar and he's really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be Alpine's story for next year: is uh, how the relationship between the two goes. If the car's good, you'd expect there to be uh, close encounters. But um, yeah, but uh, we shall see. I think it's a good move for Gasly. I think it's what he should have done. He, he's been sort of gearing up to do anyway for ages um, yeah. so yeah it should be alright but of course he through Gasly leaving uh, Alpha Tauri there's now a seat filled by Nick De Vries. Um yes De Vries, I think did he make the right choice do, do you think he's made the right choice going uh, to Alpha Tauri uh, um, instead of um, um, instead of Williams Mm, it's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean, the, okay, let's try it. So think of it this way. Mm-hmm. Who do you think will be out of the sport first? Ah, uh, you beat me to it. Yep, go on. Perez or Hamilton? Because really, that's who he's going to be replacing, isn't it? If the, if the Vries is at AlphaTauri now, really... With the best will in the world, I don't see Yuki ever driving for Red Bull. No, I don't think he's good enough. I could, I could see Nick De Vries potentially driving for Red Bull alongside Max Verstappen. Um, and he, I think this probably will be um, him looking at, he can get a couple of seasons under his belt. And then potentially 2024, when Sergio's contract is up, unless he is really really still on pace with max or whatever he could be sliding straight into mm-hmm. that red bull seat uh, i think that's probably how he's trying to think of it how old is sergio 31 32 uh 32. no i think he's older than that he's is 32. he okay 32 and hamilton is 30 he's like 37 38 yeah but then hamilton's also been saying he wants he might be wanting to have longer uh, well, he, apparently, I heard Toto Wolf said in an interview this week that Hamilton is fully committed to another five years, just not in contract at the moment. 
he's like fully on board with staying in the sport and in and with Mercedes for another five seasons, which obviously see, at that do you point see five seasons in it. I don't know. Not at the current stage. <clears throat> Maybe if Mercedes start winning again next year. I can if see he's two or three. I don't see five. No, five he would be I mean potentially, well, probably the oldest ever, potentially. Well, no, He'd be like, what, forty three? No, Fangio's like his fifties, wouldn't he? Nah, he wasn't. He was like mid forties, but he won't be far off that, would he? Um, so I mean, best F one driver. Thank you. To Google. Yep. <laughs> Louis Chiron. He's sponsored by Google. Fifty eight years old when he was in F one. Oh well, there you go. So probably, okay, so probably, he's unlikely to be in it that long. <laughs> I, I, I bloody hope not. But uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> They, he certainly wouldn't be competitive at that age. No, not at that age. Not. Um, uh, I think if you are look, if you are looking at which one is more likely, Mercedes or Red Bull for a future seat, I think you're right. I think Perez has a less firm position. Yes. I think the two drivers they have at Mercedes are realistically now going to be there until Hamilton retires. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. see George moving. No, there's no way George would go. Um, and I don't necessarily even think Hamilton would necessarily change teams. Um, but, yeah, I don't, don't know, obviously, but uh, I, I don't see it happening. Um Unless the car is really, really bad next year, in which case maybe you never know. Well, He's George... only contracted to the end of next season, Hamilton. Yeah. So if, if George, if next year the Mercedes has a big step up and it wins, and George walks to the championship, and then say say he does it again another year, I think then we could see Hamilton go. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But that's a big if, and obviously we have no idea what's going to happen next year or the year after. We don't know where Mercedes is going to be, so. Yeah, this formula of car is still very new, and I think year on year you're going to see shuffling up, up of the grid. Yeah, just because that is the way it'll work. Yeah, um, but also to point out, AlphaTauri are quite a long way ahead of um, Williams in the constructors. That's very true. It is a more competitive car. Um, it's kind of missing that bottom step almost isn't it going straight to the middle step which mm -hmm. i think is probably a good shout and, he, and we've seen what he can do in a williams so so you could do very well in the alpha tower yeah, you'd, pro <laughs> you'd probably expect him to be gasly-esque maybe you would think yeah he's just obviously he's going to be uh, that bit newer just generally being a rookie but he's not a young rookie like he's, he's not i think he's older than gasly uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because he would have been in F2 the similar sort of time, I guess, wouldn't he? Yeah, hang on. Maybe just after. Nick DeFries is 27, so yes. Mm. Um, um, <clears throat> I think he's a good choice for either of the teams, and um, he should have been in F1 a couple of years ago anyway. But Yes, I agree with that. Uh, we shall mm -hmm. see. I think, I think he will... We should, we will settling quite easily at uh, Alpha Tauri, Alpha Tauri, whatever. And um, I think that we, I think it is a fair assessment that Red Bull will have two Dutch drivers in a few years. Yeah, I so, think that's probably the way that 
Nick is trying to line himself up for. Yeah. But anyway, that's for the future. Let's talk about the last two seats on the grid now, which are to fill, because, of course, by Nick DeVries not going to Williams, there is still a seat available there. Um, obviously, Nicholas Latifi is retiring, quote-unquote, uh, from, <laughs> from Formula One. Um, not a surprise. And I think, well, apparently it's a very long list for who's going to be in that seat, but... Um, I, I I don't think there is. Sam, you have a couple of theories on this one. Well, I have a theory. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so um, I'm sure you can so, make one up on the spot. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, Logan Sargent seems to be a fairly um, mostly like, sort of spoken about possibility. The American driver currently in F2, but I don't necessarily think he's actually re- really ready yet, if that makes sense. I think he needs another season in F2 potentially to see really sort of set himself up and get ready mm-hmm. um, so yeah not sure so he came third this, I mean, he's in third at the minute for Carlin in Formula 2 who's he behind he is well, Felipe Drugovic who of course has won the championship already yeah and Tio Porcher who I think won Formula okay. 3 the year before didn't he yes he did yes um, so Porsche is Alpine Academy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we'll say, um, we'll say he is. <laughs> um, and um, Drogovic is Red Bull Academy. Is he? I'm pretty sure he is. Yes. Is he really? Since when? Yeah, I'm 99% sure he's Red Bull. That is... Google. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm... Well, controlling F on the Wikipedia page only mentions the Red Bull ring, so maybe he is, no. maybe he's not. He's definitely not got Red Bull on his Google car. Oh, does Shit. he not? Who's his teammate then? Because I thought one of the his cars did. His teammate is Dennis Hauger. Right, he's... No, he's not. Is he Red Bull, Hauger? He oh, could be. No. Oh, hang on. So the Red Bull drivers, as far as I know, are Hauger and um, uh, Jehan Deruvela. Uh, that may be who I'm thinking of, Deruvula. Yeah, I think that's who I was thinking of. No, uh, Drugovic, <laughs> I was, I was going to jokingly make an article, but then did for 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 better of it, was um, he spent his whole career being beaten by Mick Schumacher and, uh, <laughs> and and people like that. But it's he's a good driver, Drugovic. He's just not absolutely. He's just not associated with anyone. Um, which means he's a free agent. Which means he could go anywhere, really, or nowhere. Which is more likely, or no. Which is potentially, um, I mean, it would be ironic, would it not, if he did go to Haas and uh, hmm. replace Mick Schumacher? It would. Um, I don't think that'll happen. Although he has got he has got some backing. But the thing is that this is what's ridiculous is that in Formula Two he's currently with one round to go, like eighty points ahead of Porsche and Sargent. Yeah. With more than so that, he's, he's, he's one hundred and six ahead of Sargent. But nobody's mm. nobody's. Um, mentioned his name at all yeah which i think is quite harsh but it's just the way formula one is these days um, that's the trouble isn't it? you've got to, it's not necessarily what you know is who you know as much as anything and if you're not in one of these academies it's very difficult to get your foot in the door 
um, get that initial testing, that initial FP1 appearance and, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, if he wins the series he of has. F2, He's he has, so he will have enough points for a super license. Yeah. He could be in either of those seats next season, like in in terms of licensing. And he does have backing, like you said, which for with the best one in the world, Haas and Williams would both happily take that yep. for a driver that has clearly proved himself in Formula 2 as well. Apparently he's with the Aston Martin development program. Okay. Which, so that's uh, what. So thank you, Alonso. You've ruined another young driver's potential to get into F1. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that is also, obviously, if he's with Aston Martin, there's also links there with Mercedes, which means he could still oh, end up at Williams. Tenuous, tenuous links at Mercedes. Sure, Mercedes, <laughs> Mercedes give plenty of parts and money to Aston Martin, um, or at least did. You know, some occasionally a car, um, but it's not like it's not a uh, a B team. <laughs> no, I'll give you that. It's not at the Alpha Tauri Academy, is he? No. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think that yeah, Sergeant is a. It's, it's an okay choice you know he'll you'll, they'll get plenty of um media behind him being an american driver and there being like five yeah. five american races next year yeah um, or something stupid but um i i don't think he sure I mean, yeah he could be like kamui kobayashi you know sort of cut, does nothing in the junior series does really well in f1 um if that's the case good for him but he could also be a scott speed really good in lower formula terrible in f1 yeah, and and uh, let's not remind. Let's just remind ourselves as well. Where's Scott Speed from? He's from California. Yes. Where is Logan Sargent from? I've got no idea. America land. It's so quite, quite it's quite big. Well, I, yeah, granted. <laughs> uh, he is from. He is from, Florida. Okay. There which you go. is which okay. is not California, for. No, for those who don't know no geography, so there you go. No. Um, who else could be in the Williams seat? I mean, really throwing the net wide open. They have got drivers younger, younger drivers who I would say are definitely not ready yet. What Roy Nassani? Um, Roy Nassani for one, and Jamie Chadwick is another. Yeah, she's never going to. Um, I don't, I don't see that, unfortunately. Um, um, who's Williams' young drivers? Who else is there? That's more or less it at the minute. Um, so yeah. Just the other up, the only other option would be Dan Tickton, who I think is, they dropped. Yeah, they did. Thankfully. Um, <laughs> Roberto Merry, who's done a grand total of six races in F two this year, is almost ahead of Roy Nassani. Yeah, that's quite funny. And I don't really, I, I know kind of, I get why they've allowed Roberto Mary to go back to Formula Two, but um, he was an F1 driver briefly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the legend that is Roberto Mary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Williams could spread their nest and try and add some younger talent from F2. You know, someone like Enzo Fittipaldi, maybe Jack Doohan. Uh, Jack Doohan may be a good shout, but he's with Red Bull, I think, isn't yeah, he? He's Red Bull. Yeah, 
Yeah, but yeah, they've they've already got Alex Albon, who's backed by Red Bull. That's true. That's true. So I mean, if Red Bull, if Red Bull aren't confident enough to put their drivers in their cars, you know, maybe they can put them in someone else's. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, sorry, guys. we've got no seats at AlphaTauri yet, so uh, yeah, off to Williams. We, we, we've filled it with uh, drivers that we haven't brought up and put through our uh, tor <laughs> torture process. Um, don't worry, we'll, we'll put you somewhere else that's nice, and so then you'll never want to come back. <laughs> uh, what about like current or recently left F1 drivers? I mean, I don't think GM will go there. Hulkenberg, we, no, think, we're gonna, we think it's going to go to Haas. Yeah. Um, I think Grosjean is is he's enjoying Indy. He's, he's, he's never coming back. <laughs> no, he's not going to do it, is he? He, he enjoys uh, having a chance of winning again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and why would he go back to the team that's, if anything, even lower down the order than the one he left? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't see that necessarily happening. Um, Stoffel Van Dorn, isn't he connected to? Well, yes. So Stoffel is obviously the Formula E champion. Um, and Mercedes connection. Yes. Uh, but does Stoffel, would Stoffel give up a front-running car? Because I think Stoffel's going to be with with the McLaren, isn't he? For uh, for Formula E this year. Formula E, I'm not sure. Because Mercedes are dropping their program, which is ridiculous. Hmm. Um, where is it? Or in fact, has it even... Let's go to 22, 23. Blah, 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 blah. Where is he? That was interesting. He's not on the list yet. Right. So there's potential there, maybe. Stoffel van Dorn could be in the Williams. Um, and that's a driver who's not been really in racing in formula one at least for a number of years but actually could come back and maybe do we've shown john we've shown in the last couple of years that cut the f1 drivers if they're just good they have the talent they can probably drive the car as well as anyone else so it's I'm yeah not, i'm not worried about that uh it depends yeah it depends if he wants to fight to choose what one of the formula e seats and waste his career there or if he wants to go to Williams and try and put himself in the spotlight for a Mercedes seat in the future or somewhere else. I don't know. Or there's Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> he could go to. Well, yeah, this, he could this go is to it. We've if, completely if he's glossed completely over the fact that yeah, Daniel Ricciardo is looking for a seat, actively looking for a seat. Um, I mean, it would almost be a shame to see him in Williams, wouldn't it? Uh, I'd, um, I'd be fine with it. I don't like Daniel Ricciardo. But much. I mean. <laughs> But um, is it, maybe he's of the opinion as well that any seat is better than no seat. Is it? Do you think? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I wouldn't say it is. No. Uh, uh, who? Okay, let's just. Okay, let's, we're getting desperate now. Who's in Super Formula at the minute? Uh, Super Formula. Anybody? Kobe. <laughs> no, he's, he's twice a team principal, isn't he? No, yeah, oh wow! True. If you type in Super Formula about a space bar, it comes up with some mad, mathsy shit. Wait, on, on Wikipedia, hang on. Super <laughs> Formula. There we go. Uh, is there anybody decent at the minute? 
In fact, the problem is Super Formula gets like two points towards Super License, so it's a, a bit bad. Sasha, Nef Sasha Fenestras? Yeah, actually, he's a good driver. I could see him in, I reckon, maybe in IndyCar. Where's he from, Fenestras? He's Spanish, France. isn't he? Uh, France, okay. He was really good when he was in Formula 3. Yeah, he's a very, very good driver. And he, yeah, has been on the F1. I feel like he's been on, in G, maybe it was GP3 that he was in, or maybe uh, maybe GP2 even. Maybe. I've recognised the name from, like, the Formula 1 uh, supports. I think he was with the Willi uh, the um, Mercedes lower categories at the time. Uh, he was with Formula E for Jaguar. He was in... GP3 for Arden a few years ago and Formula 3 for Carlin. There we go then. Um, I think he would be a good choice, but I don't know. Again, I've got no idea if he has enough points and a super license. Um, that's the trouble, isn't it? That is the trouble with Super Formula and IndyCar at the moment is that um, can they get enough points to actually get the right license to be in the series? If you could pick any, um, any driver available, who would you put in that seat? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think Stoffel Van Dorn's a good option. Yeah, I would agree. He's, I think he's probably the best option out there. It's got to be, really, if you're looking at drivers that you want to jump in the car and be good. like on, on it straight away, essentially, then you've got to think either Daniel Ricciardo or... Van Dorn, really, as the most race like match fit, if that makes sense. I don't think Van um, would be a good fit, Williams. I don't, yeah, I don't know if he'd necessarily gel in this personality-wise, potentially. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but he would be, he would do a, a good job. He's a fairly quick driver well, still. He? He's had his ass handed to him by Lando Norris the last two years. <laughs> he, he, True. Before that, he was only just about as good as Hulkenberg. Yeah. I guess that's true. Uh, do I think he's better than Alex Albon? Maybe, yes. Yeah. Do I think he's much more than that? No. Um, I think is it, is I think it? you're right. I think Van Dorn is the best open option for Williams. Uh, but yeah. that's, of course, not knowing a lot about Logan Sargent. But who knows? But, yeah, he might he might get in the car and be comfortable and, and on it from the, from the get-go. Yeah. We don't necessarily know, but... Um... Yeah, I guess we'll see, won't we? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the last one, which is Haas. Um, the rumour mill has it that it's the only three names I've been hearing are Mick Schumacher, who looked less and less likely, Antonio Giovinazzi, who sort of is... I think he has another, another practice session with them coming up, but um, he's not really been overly um, spoken about. And Nico Hulkenberg, current uh, Aston Martin third driver, who would be making a switch, which I think is the most yeah. likely option. Yeah, I mean, I think Hulkenberg wasn't quite ready to retire, is he? Hmm. Entirely. Like, he's doing media and stuff, but he's still... He's still a race driver. He's not like... Like, you hear, like Seb, clearly is ready to retire. Mm -hmm. um, he's not going to look for another seat, even if someone offered it to him. I don't think he would be taking that. Um especially Mick Schumacher's seat. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he is a lot older than Mick. He brings a lot more experience. Um, Do you think he's better than Marcus Ericsson? 
I do. Hulkenberg, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, and I mean, that's the only other thing, really, isn't it? Is to look at drivers, yeah, who are currently maybe in IndyCar. You might think, yeah, actually, I could do another season in F1. I could go back there and do another one. But I don't, especially Ericsson, where he's doing so well in IndyCar, I don't see why he would want to leave. No, there's no way Ericsson would come back. No, not a chance. But then also um, IndyCar, you know, there's people like, um, oh, what's his name? Christian Lungard. He could be a good fit, but I don't, but he's obviously not proven in F1. No, but he's an Alpine junior as well, technically, isn't he? I don't know if he still is officiated with them. He, but like, was, he was at one point. Um, yeah, he, he was for a little while. Who else? Um, uh, who was the guy who uh, was in the, what's his name, Jack something? Um, British driver. He, he substituted at Abu Dhabi a couple of years ago. Oh, uh, uh, I can't remember. I've only got Jack Wilkins in my head, but that's uh, <laughs> that's not who it is. I mean, I'm sure Jack Wilkins would jump at the chance. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. What's his name? Oh my God! Right, 2020 Sakir Grand Prix. Uh, Aitken. That's him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe. He's doing GC3 at the moment, isn't he? So he's moved away from single-seaters to a certain extent. Um, still, I think, has a tenuous connection to Williams. Well, yeah, he's, I think he's still there. One of their... He, of course, he made his drive with Williams, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, I don't think he'd be a bad choice. I mean, I don't think, again, I don't think he's an amazing driver. I think he's very good. Yeah. Well, he has point, so... a reasonable amount of success. In the lower formula, didn't he? In that exact same race, of course, for Haas, there was also Pietro Fittipaldi. Yeah. Yeah, which is another one. He's um, not. He's kind of dropped off the radar a bit now, hasn't he? Where is he actually racing at the moment? Uh, according to Wikipedia, he is still Haas reserve driver. He's oh, okay. Been doing, That's he's been doing some endurance racing and also stock car Brazil. Okay. So nothing right. major. Yeah. But if he's a reserve driver, that's probably why with the best one in the world. I think um, he'd be okay. I don't think he'd be a bad fit. I think he'd do. No, I think he would go into the team well. He knows the team. Being the reserve driver, they know him. Um, so that's probably not a bad shout. Um, it's just a case of do we think it would be a better shout than Hulkenberg? No. I don't think it would. And especially um, if Haas lose, if they because I think they've only just come down to like ninth in the standings now. Mm. Uh, if they are in need of money, then it's uh, it's a fairly safe pair of hands to have what well, the 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 current version of uh, um of what's his name uh, Magnussen and um, the. And a very safe pair of hands in Hulkenberg to get you consistent yeah. points every race. Yeah, that's very true. Whereas, obviously, Fittipaldi, it would be his It'd be a, um, a debut season. Well, he's done a few races here or there, hasn't he, for covering for people, but his debut season um, and a relatively inexperienced newer driver as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what the best option is, but I think that... This, this, if, we, if we're being brutally honest, these 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 are the 
the last two teams on the grid. They're not. Um, they're, they're not, not as desirable, as, are they? Yes, not as they sought after. But <laughs> yes, they're, they're definitely not as um, coveted. Yeah, I mean, it's still Formula One, yeah. but I think now, to a certain extent, a lot of drivers are going. Oh, you know what? Actually, there is other options. Yeah, I'd rather have a chance of winning somewhere rather than yeah. being at the back in Formula One, being lapped every. I'd rather. Months. Yeah, I can, I can earn money doing other racing as well which i think is what someone like um jack aitken for example has found is that actually by doing gt3 racing he can earn a good wage whereas if you're in f2 you're paying to be there sometimes you're yeah the vast majority of the time you are sometimes you're not but it depends on the the spot i mean yeah i mean if you're in in one of the bigger driver academies then potentially that seat is being funded by them and you can keep your sponsorship money but generally any of those independent, shall we say, drivers are funding that through their own sponsorship. And depending on what, how much sponsorship they get, they take on what's left. Yeah. So how, you're not going to learn as much. Which seat do you think we'll hear about first? Between Williams and Haas? Mm, I think maybe Williams. Now Nick DeVries has been announced elsewhere. I think we'll hear about Williams fairly soon. And do you think Haas will be right to the death? I am not sure with Haas because I think it's more difficult of who they're actually bringing in. We think, it, yeah, we're fairly sure Hulkenberg's a good fit, but I mean, if they had that sorted, would they be announcing that already? Yeah. Um, seeing as he's a free agent, there's no drivers being booted out or whatever to bring Hulkenberg in. Um. I think we'll hear about Williams before we hear about Haas, though. Yeah, that's fair enough. Right, that does it for our hot take episode of uh, the Steve Auto Show. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow morning is, the, of course, the Japanese Grand Prix, uh, which I will watch eventually. Uh, <laughs> I've got to wake up first, so, you know, it's a, got my priority straight. Exactly. Um, that's it, I think. Yeah. Nick DeFries probably going to be the love best of the lot we think but uh, hopefully Gathy does well and whoever ends up in the other two seats uh, that's all from me follow us at Auto on social media uh, thank you Sam for joining me anytime and we'll see you next time take care and goodbye goodbye